Hello and welcome to another episode of Offbeat Grad. Today, I am talking to you alone, which feels like a really big change because the last four episodes I have had someone else with me and that has been great, but also I've missed just talking to myself, so this is exciting. (laughs) And today I'm going to share some productivity tools. Um, I have 10 in mind that I think are specifically useful for bloggers and freelancers, but... I've probably mentioned some of these before, and I'm just accepting that as reality, and that's okay, but I never really sat down and listed them all at once, so we're going to do that right now. And yes, so productivity is something that is particularly important to me because I do a lot of things. I run two blogs that I'm trying to grow really quickly. One in particular I'm trying to grow really quickly because I want to monetize like now because it's already like hemorrhaging money. And then I also am a freelancer, and I do that basically full-time. I write for an agency mainly, um, and I'll write anywhere between 2 and 10, sometimes 15 blog posts a day for them. Um, I also have some freelance clients aside from that agency. I have three right now that um, one I write for at least three or five times a week, and then the other ones are a little more touch-and-go, but they're bigger projects, so... I'm dying. (laughs) I'm pretty much always um, in a state of working really fast. Um, I write really quickly, so that helps, but it's hard to find time for everything that I need to do, like everything I have to do for my blogs especially. Um, Little things like Instagram, social media, it's easy to overlook those because I'm always working on client work first. And so these are tools that I use literally every day to get more done. And that's not to say that I don't have days where I don't get much done, because I do. I am not perfect. I've always been really good at time management, but more in the fact that I work really quickly in general. Like, I can focus really, really well for long periods of time, but, like, I don't know. That sounded like there was no downside to what I just said. I was like, wow, I'm, I'm a human person. I can do this perfectly, um, and I do nothing wrong. Um, no, I actually really struggle a lot recently with, um, distractions and I have little motivation. I get stuck in these ruts where I'm like, is this really what I want to be doing? Like, I hate writing 12 articles a day about healthcare. Stuff like that really gets frustrating. I mean, I love writing. I love working for myself. You know that. And (laughs) it's just true that every once in a while you're going to have a day where you're like, this sort of sucks and I hate doing this. And that's just any job. So... Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Okay, let's get into it. So, my first productivity tip is my favorite, and it's paid. I'm sorry, most of these are free. I'm going to say that all of them except two are free. No, that's a lie. But okay, this one is paid, but I think it's like a dollar. And if you have a dollar, which I know you do, you should pay for this if you like um, using the Pomodoro technique, because it's called the Forest app. It's called the Forest app, and it is literally a little app on your phone. You pay a dollar for it, not a big deal, you're not going bankrupt, and you (laughs) grow a little plant. You get to grow a little plant. Like, what else do you want? You grow a plant, and basically, you can't use your phone for the period of that plant's life. Um, If you use your phone for more than, like, a second, it gives you a warning, and then it's like, hey, your plant's dead, you suck, and that's disappointing, and you don't want that, so you have to um, avoid using your phone. I find it really helps me because it keeps track keep track. It keeps track of how productive you are, so it'll be like, you've worked for three hours today. It's never that much, but I mean, it's always like, you've stayed focused for five hours today. 
in a dream world. And that is so motivating. I just love that. And then eventually you earn points, like little coins from this, and then you can put that towards growing real plants. Like, how cool is that? I don't know. I love, I think this app is like, obviously you could just set your own timer, but the little plant interface really gets me and I love it. It's so cute. And then it also themes, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm a big fan of this $1 app. So recommend that. And then my second productivity tool was actually recommended, I think on here by Amanda Cross. Um, it's called Brain FM. It's like ambient music, but like on steroids. It's <laughs> like this, You, pay, I paid like $6 for a three month membership. You can pay for like a year membership for like less than 20 bucks. It's really cheap as far as like music streaming, but it's not music streaming. Like I don't even know how to describe it. Basically, it's just this ambient sound that'll go on for like two hours and it could be like some weird drum beat or like some weird electronic music. Like you can you can choose the kind of music you want. They have piano, that's my favorite, um, instrumental, like um, cinematic, stuff like that. And I don't know what it is about this, but like you listen to it with headphones, it gives you like specific guidelines. And then it just pumps you up and suddenly you're just really deep in an activity and you don't want to stop and you're just so focused. I think it's because it's so repetitive and it doesn't have anything in it that would like really jar you or bring you out of the moment. I don't know. I'm sure there's science behind it, but I really like this. Like if you're interested, if you're someone who can't work like listening to, to music with like lyrics, but you do need some kind of sound there, I would definitely recommend listening to Brain FM. If you don't want to pay, but they do have a free trial, you could try it, see if it works for you. Um, if you don't want to pay, I would definitely recommend going to YouTube and looking up, like, I don't want to say ASMR, but I'm going to say ASMR. Like, am I okay? I love ASMR, but anyway, um, I really like um, ambient sounds, and there's a lot of, it's called, like, ASMR rooms or something, that's someone's account, and they do um, ambient sounds, like, landscapes. So there are a lot of fantasy themed ones. So like Star Wars, I don't know, random stuff. Like I'm a nerd, I'm sorry. But my favorite ones to listen to are the Harry Potter ones. So they have like Hogwarts Library, Gryffindor Common Room, like that level of nerd. I love it. It's basically just like fireplace crackling sounds for like two hours, but I'm here for it. So definitely recommend that. Um, those are really nice. They make you feel a little less isolated if you work from home or if you're just working like in your dorm room or in your bedroom and you're just like, I need to get out of my house, but you can't. Um, that kind of sound really helps me work faster. So something to try if you haven't. And then number three, I'm just going to throw this out here a second time. Like this is the, <laughs> the laziest suggestion, but the, the Pomodoro technique in general, this is not really a tool, I guess, so much that it's like a platform you use or like a software. It's, it's just something that I think would help anyone, whether you're doing homework or freelancing work or whatever. And Amanda Cross actually explained this to me on this podcast again. So thank you to her. But anyway, it's basically this this technique for productivity where you work on for 25 minutes, off for 5 minutes, on for 25 minutes, and you do that like four times and then you take a longer break for like, I don't know, 30 minutes, whatever. Um, this probably wouldn't work for people who need, who have a really hard time going in and out of activities. Like if you're someone who you have to focus and if you get distracted by one thing, it takes you a long time to get back into it. If you're like that, then this might not be for you or you might need to really extend that 25 minutes. It might not be the best time. You might need to do like 50 minutes. But for me, that works amazing. So I use it with the Forest app. I always set it for 25 minutes. And then usually I find that that 25 minutes flies by. Sometimes I'll work through it, but 
usually I try to force myself to take that break because having that five minutes to just look at my phone makes it so I don't need to look at my phone constantly, you know? Because, like, when you get those notifications and you're like, I need to look. But if you're like, oh, well, I only have 15 minutes left, I'll just wait. Fine. That's so much better. I find that it really helps me focus in that 25-minute time span. It just works for me. Um, I think it would work for anyone. You just might need to change the 25 minutes to whatever suits you. Yes, we are flying through this list. Now we're on number four. Um, I think you need some kind of organizational tool like Monday, Basecamp, Trello, one of those. These are basically just like productivity management tools. They have task management. They have, you can add collaborators if you're working as part of a team. You can set deadlines, stuff like that. It's basically where you store your business. So for me, I use Trello. Um, which is a visual tool. It's very visual. You can add deadlines, all kinds of stuff, all within this visual like dashboard situation. And it really works for me because you can see everything all in one place. Like I'm not good at writing things out. Like I'm a writer, but I can't, I don't know. Paper's not for me. So I like to see it on the go like that on my computer. And then you can also get an app on your phone. So you always have it with you. And I think it's really useful to have that because Um, anything could happen to your paper planner, in my opinion. Also, you just need it all in one place. Like, for me, I have a lot of clients on Upwork. I have a lot of clients on their own platform. I have a lot of clients on my own blog. Stuff like this, it's hard to keep track of all in one place. So, having it all there, one screen, every day I can go in and be like, okay, here's what I need to do today. Here's what I'm going to do tomorrow. And then sit down every once in a while and just refresh it and update it, stuff like that. That really works for me, um... I've heard good things about Monday and Basecamp, so those are other good options, but I think you have to pay a fee. It might be really low if you only have one person, but those are definitely really good if you have more than one person working on the same project, so maybe you have a a co-blogger or you're working as part of a team. I've worked um, with Asana um, and a few other ones for some clients of mine, but even then, like, I still want to have it all in one place, but those are great tools too. So definitely try that. Um, I definitely see the appeal of the paper planner, um, but I think it's good to have a backup that you can really trust, and having everything in one place like that is so crucial. And that's my TED Talk on that. I can't believe I mentioned TED Talks twice. Okay, number five is the most obvious one, but some people don't use it. Like, I don't know why you're not using it. Like, I'm calling you out if you're not using it. Like, are you okay? Um, Google Drive or the Microsoft equivalent, but you should definitely use Google Drive because it's sort of the industry standard. I do all of my writing on Google Drive. I do not touch Microsoft Word. I cannot tell you the last time I opened Microsoft Word, I used this in college. I use it full time. I am a proponent for Google Drive. Um, you can save everything in there. You you can use their own Google Drops, 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 Docs. Ooh, good grief platform to write. I use Google Docs constantly. That's what I use to work in. Even when clients ask for it in a Word format, I'm like, um, this isn't 2002. And I always just send them, I'll send them both. I'll send them a Google um, Doc and then I'll also export it to a Microsoft document. But like, who does that? Like, weird. But anyway, I love that. I also use Google Sheets. I use that for all my income information and I use that, um, with some pay stubs and some invoices. Basically, it just does everything. You don't need a Microsoft Office subscription, which is great because those are expensive and no one's paying for that. And there, you can use them on the go. I love the apps. I use the apps constantly. So get Google Drive, get in there, use it. Like I'm 
a proponent. I don't know who isn't. My number six productivity tool is Buffer or Hootsuite. So this is something I used to use. I will admit I no longer use these because, you know, I'm not active on Twitter or Facebook or any of these other platforms. I'm just not. And But if you are, and you should be, like you should be, don't, don't do what I'm doing. Um, Buffer and Hootsuite will basically do it for you. They are really good at finding the best times to post, um, helping you plan your posts in advance and schedule them, which is really important. Um, I'll get into how I do this for Pinterest next, um, but I think these are really good tools if you do use Facebook and Twitter as part of your marketing strategy, and you probably should. They both have free trials, so I'd recommend trying those first, just getting a feel for it, because you might not know which one you want, but that's a good way to try it out. I've used both. I don't have a preference. They're both pretty similar, and it's up to you, but definitely try them. Um, They're great, especially for Facebook. Number seven is on the same wavelength here. Tailwind. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, I just dropped like $400 on Tailwind because I have two accounts. I have two accounts because I just told you I have two blogs and they're hemorrhaging money and that's why. Um, Yeah, I use Tailwind a lot, but you do not need to drop $400 on Tailwind. I would actually encourage you not to. And basically Tailwind is a Pinterest scheduler. If you've been listening to this podcast, you will know about my journey from Board Booster to Tailwind. You know I love Board Booster. I will cry every day because Board Booster doesn't exist anymore. Board Booster was my lifeblood and it was so affordable and now it's gone and I'm sad. But Tailwind is pretty good. Like it's expensive, but it's good. Um, If you just have the base membership, which is really all you need when you're first getting started, I don't recommend getting anything else until you know what you're doing because you're just going to waste money. The Base membership, I believe, is $15 a month, but there's also a free trial, which is worth worth doing. Um, but uh, you can also pay for the year in advance and you save a lot of money, but you don't need any of the power-ups or anything special like that until you know what you're doing and if you'll actually use them. I don't think you need all of them. And so that's great. But I love Tailwind because it recently released this Smart Loops feature where it will basically repin your old content on autopilot. And this is what I've been waiting for because this is what Tail... Not Tailwind... RIP, what Board Booster um, used to do for me, and that was why I loved it so much, and then I had to go to Tailwind, they didn't have anything like that, and I was betrayed, but now they do, so it's okay, everyone calm down. So, use Tailwind, join tribes, um, post your own content to those tribes, um, join group boards, and then schedule your content, so you're basically always posting on Pinterest, even if you're not physically able to always post on Pinterest, because who has time for that? So, Get Tailwind. If you're a blogger, you need to be on Pinterest. You need Tailwind. It's true. Um, If you go to the show notes for this episode, I will have a referral code for Tailwind. I am an affiliate. I'm sorry. I try to make money. (laughs) But it's actually a pretty good deal because you do get a $15 credit, which will pay for your first month. So I'm giving you a month for free. It's not, um, (laughs) it doesn't cost you anything extra. It's just free money. So If you were thinking of signing up, I do recommend signing up through my link. Or don't. I don't care. Just go to Tailwind. They'll do the same thing. But you won't get the $15 for free. So um, figure that out. So number eight (laughs) is um, mobile editing. I have a fancy camera. I paid a lot of money for this fancy camera and for some fancy lenses. But do I ever use it? Rarely. Um, I just am lazy. And I don't like to take the pictures. And then I have an old as heck camera. So I have to plug it into my 
computer and then export the photos and then put them on my phone after I edit them in Lightroom and it is an ordeal. Like I do not have time for this in my everyday life. So I like to take pictures on my phone and when it comes to taking pictures on my phone, I need to edit them on my phone. And so mobile mobile editing is the way to go. I use Lightroom because I have a Lightroom subscription to Adobe Creative Crowd. Creative Crowd, haha. <laughs> well, sort of creative cloud, and I find that really valuable, so I use that. Um, they have a free version of the Lightroom app. I would recommend it, but I don't know how limiting it is because I've only used the paid version, but I am selling some presets and giving some away for free on samanthability.com, so you can check that out if you need some help getting started with their um, preset feature. It's a little confusing if you're not really used to using Lightroom. It's a little more advanced than other editing softwares. So if you need some help with some cool presets, I've got you hooked up. But other apps that I've used are um, Adobe Spark Post. I've used, is it Adobe? I think it is. Um, also Vis Visco. I always call it Visco, but it's VCSO Cam. It's an app. It has a lot of really good um, free presets, but I find them a little too extreme for me. I don't know, but they do have good editing tools. You can use the Instagram um, features for editing your photos. I just think they're really limiting. Um, they do the basic things, but you can't really get very fancy with it, and that is a limit in my opinion, but it's not too bad. It's certainly better than nothing, but don't over-edit, but I mean, it's fine. Then I've also recently been using Filter Loop, which has some cool gradients and like, um, textures you can add over your images, which is pretty cool, but not for like an everyday thing, but sometimes I'll find like a really good photo to add like a grainy effect to. I don't know, I'm just trying to be artsy. So try one of those. Um, a lot of them are free, except for Adobe, um, or you can buy some add-ons for like a dollar or two. They're pretty good, and they really help you take your mobile photography up like a major notch. So I would definitely recommend getting a really good mobile editing app and getting good at it. Alright, we're getting to the end. Number nine is PayPal. Me and PayPal go way back. I started a PayPal when I was in middle school and I thought I could do an online store to sell cringy graphics and you know what? <laughs> I didn't sell anything. But here we are still using PayPal. Same account. I'm using the same account as 12 year old me. And look at me go. I'm proud of myself. But anyway, I use PayPal for everything with both blogging and also freelancing. I always invoice clients through PayPal. I do not offer any other way to pay me. Um, I trust PayPal. They do take a percentage, but you're not really going to find it anywhere less. Um, I just count that into my cost of doing business. But I love PayPal because they have the app, so you can quickly just get the money on the go, which I do. And they also have a really easy-to-use desktop feature, and you can make invoices right in the app. It doesn't cost anything. Um, and they look really professional. You can edit them to change certain things. You can schedule them, which I've done. Sometimes I have um, clients who I bill on a recurring basis, and you can schedule them in there, and you don't have to think about it. Like, you just get paid. Um, the PayPal app is amazing. And basically, PayPal is just the, the industry standard. Like, no client is ever going to be like, why are you using PayPal? Like, it's not weird. It's pretty much the, the expected thing to use. And I think if you're a freelancer, you need to figure out how you're going to get paid. So use PayPal and make some good invoices. Here's a fun tip. A fun tip if you have to send an invoice, like your first invoice, and you're like, I don't want them to know that this is my first ever invoice because it looks unprofessional. You can change the invoice number. <laughs> you can change it to like, I don't know, 200. Be reasonable. 
and then it'll look like you've been sending invoices your whole life. Fun fact, life hack, there you go. <laughs> or don't, like I think I don't even think I realized that at the time when I sent my first one and I just sent it and I didn't even think about it and then like later I learned that trick and I was like, ugh, that was cringy, but I mean I guess everyone started somewhere so it was fine. But yeah, it's hard to come off as a professional when you have like invoice number one. Yeah, so that's my story of the day. Last but not least, uh, you need an email client. I think you need a really good one. Um, I have like 15 different email addresses. I wish this was an exaggeration because it is not. And I send them all through the same funnel to the same Outlook email address because I like the Outlook interface the best. And I think it's easy to open one inbox rather than opening like 15. Like who's going to do that? Not me. So through your host, you can, um, if you get uh, your own email address for your business, which you should. Um, so mine is like hello at samanthability.com, but I also have one for my professional as heck website. I funnel all of these into the same inbox. So every day I opened up that one inbox and it has all the different files for my different emails and I could see them there all in one place and it's magical. And then I think I actually have to um, respond through their individual clients if I want to get the same at whatever in the um, return address, but I'm working on that. But either way, um, choose an email client you really like. Um, it can be Gmail. It can be Ymail. I don't know why it would be that, but it could be. It could be Outlook, whatever. And then filter them all through. Like, you can easily find tutorials for this online if you just look how to, like, migrate, whatever, or, like, mail forwarding, same stuff. Setting that up once, and it's going to take, like, I don't know, 30 minutes to get it all figured out for all of your emails, depending on how many you have. But once you do that, you're going to feel so relieved because everything's going to be there. And you can even get an app. I use the app. Um, I use the Apple app on my iPhone. But you can also just use the Outlook client or the Gmail one. They both have great apps. And then it's amazing because you'll always have your email in one place. And you can take it on the go, which is also problematic when you get emails like on the go and they ruin your day. Like when I'm in public and then I get like an edit email from a editor and I'm like, uh, now I have to worry about this. But otherwise, it's great to stay up to date like that. And I think it's a pretty good way to get all of your emails in one place. And weirdly enough, a lot of people don't do this. I thought this was normal. And then I learned that it wasn't. And now, now I'm spreading the good word. So definitely try that. <laughs> and that's it. Those are my 10 productivity tools. I really stumbled through them, but hopefully we got here in the end. I might make a blog post for this. I also might not. You know how it is. Um, I'm currently building out some new features on SmathAbility, so that's taking priority. But I will not neglect will not neglect this sad podcast. And yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for leaving reviews. Even the person <laughs> who left a really unpleasant review, I get it. You know, it's it's all right. We're just we're just struggling through. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening, and hopefully this brought some kind of value or entertainment to you in some way. And now I'm going to go do some work and enjoy the rest of my day. So enjoy the rest of your day, and I will see you next week.